Good day, people loved by God. This is Ray Kozak, St. Paul Lutheran Church in Clarence Center, New York. We're going to read John chapter 10. It's great stuff. Uh, Jesus, the Good Shepherd, Jesus who is one with God, Jesus who has come for his sheep, his lost sheep, and uh, come to protect us uh, from the thieves, uh, the abusers of the sheep. All right, good stuff. Uh, let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the Good Shepherd, the one who has come for us. Pray for all of us, and um, we pray for our extended families and friends. And we pray that we would hear your voice, follow you, and uh, rejoice in, uh, even in the middle of all the struggles, the struggles we have in this life. And, uh, open your word to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here we go. John 10, verse 1. Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. And as we go here, just keep in mind where we picked up. Yesterday, uh, we read about Jesus healing uh, the man who was born blind and how that man uh, came to see that Jesus was a man and then a prophet and then the son, of, the son of man, the son of God, and he worshiped him. He progressed in faith. And yet there are others who are questioning Jesus, like, Jesus, if you are from God, you wouldn't heal on the Sabbath. And, um, and these are people who remain blind even though naturally they have sight. So Jesus is going to contrast himself, the Good Shepherd, with those who are thieves and robbers. And he ultimately says they are, uh, they are from the thief, the robber, you know, the enemy, um, Satan himself. All right, so that's kind of out of the context. Verse 2, But he, he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. By the way, that'll remind us of tomorrow's reading, uh, or Monday's reading, Lazarus. Uh, how Jesus called him out and uh, Lazarus heard his voice. Um, Jesus' word has power. Verse 4, When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am, ego am me, I am the door of the sheep. That is, on the way in to this, uh, this place of protection uh, with God. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. Now, obviously, the context is those, uh, those teachers of Israel who are not truly teaching uh, what is true. Verse 9, Jesus says again, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. And this being saved, we use it a lot in, um, uh, in, our, in our Christian speak. Um, but it goes back to uh, chapter 8. Jesus said, whoever sins is a slave to sin. Um, and how he has come to uh, save from sin. Um, Alright, verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Oh, isn't that great? Beautiful stuff. So think of all the, the shepherd, God as the shepherd imagery, Psalm 23. Uh, check out also Ezekiel uh, 34. It's a great contrast between um, those false shepherds who were abusing the sheep and the good shepherd, God himself. And then also how God said he's going to send a shepherd um, to sit on David's throne. Uh, so that's Jesus. Verse 12. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. 
I am the Good Shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. Man, isn't that awesome? Uh, Jesus laying down his life. Again, at this point, they don't know what that means, but we do. He's laid down his life um, in the cross, and again, he has picked it, he'll pick it up. He says that in a moment. But just how um, all of those uh, people that God will call will be one flock. Obviously, here he's speaking to Jewish people, uh, and he later uh, the word will go forward into all, all nations. Uh, good stuff. He says, For this reason, verse 17, For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. Um, remember, he said in chapter 2, destroy, it's almost a dare, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Uh, that's amazing words. Who has the power to raise up their own life after they die, right? Um, Jesus says here, many places in the scripture, it says that, um, that God raised him, uh, or that he was raised. Um, but here, in other places, it says that Jesus raised himself. Like, that is uh, crazy. Phenomenal, amazing, awesome. All right, verse 19. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, He has a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, These are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. So this is Hanukkah. So this is, this, this is later because, um, well, not sure exactly when chapter 10 happens, but it's likely... Um, following quickly on the heels of, um, of what happened in chapter 8 and 9 uh, at the, the Feast of Booths. But here there's another feast. Maybe chapter 10 is part of that feast. I don't know. I mean, earlier here in chapter 10. But anyway, they're at the Feast of Dedication, which is Hanukkah, uh, which is not um, like one of those festivals that is prescribed by God in the Old Testament, although it, it happens um, sort of in that time period, you know, 200 B.C. with, with the Maccabees, the Maccabean Revolt, and how God... Um, miraculously um, preserved God's people um, and cleansed the temple after Antiochus Epiphanes IV or something des- desecrated the temple by having um, um, slaughtering and worshiping, uh, slaughtering pigs on the altar and, and worshiping um, uh, Zeus. So anyway, um, the Maccabean revolt, you know, uh, took back the temple and, uh, and God sustained them. It sure seems like God sustained them. So you can read about that in um, some other uh, apocryphal writings, uh, First and Second Maccabees. All right. Anyway, sorry about that. At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter. And Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. In other words, he's saying, yeah, I am. Uh, Just look at what I do. Um, But you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hands. Isn't that beautiful? Um, can't take them out of my hands, can't take, take them out of the Father's hands. There's no way we've got them. Uh, it's how I, um, one of my pastors, and I, I kind of um, pass it on, is that we say, 
We're sa- you are safe in Jesus. I just love that phrase. It's another way of saying no one can snatch you out of the Father's hand or out of Jesus' hand. Verse 30. Oh, get this. I and the Father are one. Uh, you would expect the Messiah to say this, wouldn't you? Uh, but they, they can't hear it. So the Jews picked up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you going to stone me? The Jews, the Jews answered him, It is not for a good work that we're going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said, You are gods, if you called them gods to whom the word of God came, and scripture cannot be broken. Do you say of him whom the Father consecrated and sent into the world, You are blaspheming, because I said, I am the Son of God? And then he'll go on in just a moment. But this, this is a, a difficult passage. Jesus quoting from Psalm 82 here uh, that says, um, I said, you are gods. And um, obviously, so uh, I don't have a, a good answer for this. Uh, it's a, it is a confusing passage. Um, but the word um, there is Elohim. I said, you are Elohim. It's sort of like um, masters or it has this whole idea of like how... Um, God is going to make us part of himself. Um, obviously, our nature, our essence is not going to be God, but we participate in God. And I think that's kind of the connection that Jesus is saying, even, even here it's written, I said you are gods. Um, as humans, I have elevated you so much. And so you can read also um, Psalm 8 to talk about, to think about this, this elevation of mankind um, that is, um, in, especially in the incarnation of Jesus, uh, it takes on a whole new meaning. All right, so it's a little confusing, um, but commend to you those places to read Psalm 82, Psalm 8, um, and uh, other places in the Bible where it talks about participating in Christ or being united with Christ. All right, uh, but anyway, there's this conflict here, and he says he's the Son of God. They want to stone him. And verse 37, If I am not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works, that you may know and understand that the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. So he says, like, even if you don't understand what I say, just look at what I do. I heal people. I make them better. I bring the kingdom of God, God's grace, God's peace to this world. Uh, Verse 39, again they sought to arrest him, but he escaped from their hands. Um, It's kind of like the end of Luke 4 when they want to stone him in his hometown of Nazareth. They want to uh, throw him over a cliff or whatever, and uh, he just passes right through them. Um, As John says, his hour had not yet come. Verse 40, he went away again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing at first, and there he remained. And many came to him, and they said, John did no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true, and many believed in him there. Uh, think about all the things John did say about Jesus, that he, uh, he is the Lord. Uh, I have come to prepare the way of the Lord, um, and uh, how he is uh, holy, and how John himself said he's not worthy to untie the strap of his sandal. Um, and how Jesus would do amazing works. So, good stuff. Uh, so many good things there. Jesus is our good shepherd. Uh, Jesus laying down his life uh, for us. Uh, Jesus one with the Father. Uh, Jesus the Son of God. Um, so, amazing stuff. So, I hope you revel in these words today. Take them with you. Uh, and, uh, and remember that, that he calls you by name. And because he calls you, uh, you are able to follow him. Uh, we were watching The Chosen last night, small group. And uh, Jesus, it's the part where Jesus goes up to uh, Matthew and, and Matthew's like trying to figure out who Jesus is and he just can't. But Jesus speaks these words and he says, um, Levi, son of Alphaeus, Matthew. 
He says, follow me. And because he speaks these words, Matthew is able then to follow. And it's kind of like when uh, at the beginning of creation, God said, let there be light, and there was light. God's word has power. It, it does what it says. It, it brings into being that which was not, including our faith. All right, thanks be to God. Uh, have a good day. Talk to you soon. Bye.